0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the high sensitivity gaming podcast, the spoiler cast about the last of us Two. a bit of a warning. This is a spoiler cast. So from the get go, we're going to be discussing spoilers. And if you haven't played the game and wish not to know the spoilers, this podcast isn't just for you yet. Please come back when you've played the game and you feel ready to listen to our takes of this very controversial game. But before I get into our discussion, I'll have Craig take over this next part. All right.
1: So uh, for those who don't know, my name is Craig, Um, the other half of the normal high sensitivity gaming podcast. Um, We do have a special guest here today with us for our special spoiler cast. And just to uh, give you some background, uh, this is a man who, you know, has done some work in the past. He has interviewed a one Paul Stanley talking about painting. And uh, if you haven't seen it, and I highly suggest you go check it out. He has a very in-depth and wonderfully written essay about uh, rectal exams. So Mr. Tom Iacuzio, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you, fellas. Thank you very much. (laughs) Anything you want to (laughs) say? Paul standing in rectal pie, rectal essays. (laughs) It's the best introduction I've ever gotten and I appreciate it.
1: (laughs) You know, I did some digging. I was trying to find what exactly defined you and I think those are the two.
2: I, I, I hope that one day when I die, those are, those are brought up at my service. So I, I appreciate it it meant a lot to me. It's very helpful. <laughs>
1: That's good. Um, Barry, do you want to, do you want to start us off? Give us a yeah. good starting point here?
0: Yeah. So I've broken down of uh, the chapters of the last of us two into four sections, okay. the prologue, Ellie day one in Seattle. Abbey, day one, Seattle, and then the epilogue, which is, of course, after the theater scene in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to kind of try to take this moment by moment here and talk about the things that, you know, we either thought about, hated about it. Once we go out of the epilogue section, we could start talking about our gripes and gameplay and overall impressions of the game and certain moments that maybe sticked out to us during that. So we'll start off with the prologue, which... I, for my hook here, I thought it was really impressive what Naughty Dog did, and I think they took a page out of the Avengers Endgame where a lot of people were predicting Deli, uh, sorry Dina, was going to die, but instead it was Joel. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are... Uh, the community itself is very upset that PlayStation would kill this beloved character uh, despite him only having one game. But in the prologue, It was a really good way to introduce us and when you take control of abby i was completely dumbfounded as to who she was and why she mattered until you start to realize when she has a direct line with owen that says you know hey you're lucky to be alive and she goes to owen and goes you have no clue Mm -hmm. and that's when you kind of get the idea of when she kills joel off that's uh that's what really hooked me with this story the fact that two hours in And you start off like that. That's going to leave a big impression on anybody playing this game.
1: If you go back to like the very beginning, even before any of that happens back at Jackson, right? The city of Jackson. Um, My feelings, I guess, is that was a wonderful way to set up the game Was a very slow build. But I like that, you know, kind of reintroduces you to all the characters, gives you, you know, you get kind of caught up on where they're at. Um, But kind of curious, Tom, what you think about the beginning there?
2: Um, well, I was, a, I was a fan of it and, and I liked it. I, I, there was, you know, it, it's funny. I, I tried to avoid, um, anything before I played the game. And, and even up until I was done, I stayed off Twitter. I, I was off everything cause I didn't want the slightest bit. Um, and then when I was done, I kind of went back and, and, and kind of was curious what other people thought and, and, and. It's it's funny. I, I think there was two parts of the game that that really people sort of seemed to not like the the, the group that that didn't. Um, but I I don't know. I I, I didn't hate it. Um, I'll, I'll say that. I I, I there, there were there was there was one thing about about the, the beginning of the game that I was not a fan of, and I, and I will say that it's probably my biggest. Um, my, my biggest problem with two was, was the beginning of of the game. Um, I, I am such a nerd for the first game. It's ridiculous. I have a, I'm I'm in my office right now. And right behind me is a poster of Joel and Ellie. Like I am such a dork for this game. (laughs) Um, and, and to see Joel die, it, it was funny. We're playing the game and my, my wife is sitting next to me and, and I, this scene is, this has happening and I'm watching this unfold and my wife is sitting there watching TikToks and I'm like, I'm like almost crying and she's over here and I just hear TikTok songs and I'm like, can you stop it? And she's like, what? I'm like, don't you understand what is happening here? But, but here was my, here's my issue. My issue is that and we can get into this if you if you want, because I have sort of as I've thought about it, kind of gone back and forth on how I feel about this. But you know, from the beginning of the game, from the beginning of 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 one, of the original, you know, Joel is this close, you know, tight to the vest. You know, I don't trust anybody. You know, everything is everything is is a potential you know predator. And now we're here. And it's like, he meets this girl on the street and now it's like, come on back. Let's go (laughs) hang out. You know? And it's like, what, what, what is this? What happened to the, what happened to, you know, I don't even want to tell you my birthday, Joel, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like what happened to that Joel? And, and then now we have, now we have, Hey everybody, let's hang out. I'm fun time Joel. And that was my, I think that was my biggest issue with that. But at the same time, it, as I've thought about it, is it, it's, well, has, has the time with Ellie kind of softened him up? Has that, is that what we're looking at? Is this a, is this a softer, kinder Joel that is now, you know, that does that do him in, that he's kind of opened himself up to emotion, you know, or, or is it, how do we move the story faster and, and, (laughs) and let's do that. Uh, So I think that was my biggest issue, but that said, I think once you get over that, I, I feel like it was a good way. I mean, they had to do it. I mean, I, I, that's kind of where I, where I landed was, it was something that had to be done and I think it was the best way to move the story forward. Um, But, uh, but as far as the beginning, I, I think, you know, you, you get set up for a lot of things. You get set up for, you know, what happened between Ellie and Joel, you, cause you knew, you knew after the first game that there was going to be some, you know, some some drama there so i I think you get set up for you know what winds up not being actually the you know the the case with with um their last meeting how their last meeting went and and things like that But we can get into that later but um yeah so anyway that's my that was my general take at the beginning is I you know i did have a little bit of 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 an issue with with that but overall i think it was a pretty good way of of moving the story forward
1: okay i think also That's how I kind of took it as he has just softened up with age and and being with Ellie. Um, Barry, what do you think?
0: So I have heard, and over ever since finishing the game, I've been doing a lot of listening to people and their reactions on the game, mm-hmm. and that is one that is shared. Tom brings up a good point with Joel is now suddenly the soft-up guy, mm-hmm. but I think that's what they're using the flashbacks for, is right. every flashback that they're bringing back, Joel seems to be this calmer guy. And I think for the death to mean so much more for Joel, he has to not be that horrible person that at the end of the last of us one murdered a doctor and all the people in the hospital just to save someone who he it isn't his daughter but he treats like a daughter so the fact that over time uh he gets softened up i think kind of goes to show why ellie maybe has grown so attached to him because the the game of the game does open up uh with a guitar uh, a, a guitar playing Joel and promising to teach Ellie how to play guitar, which is obviously something she takes mm-hmm. uh, in depth even after his death. Right, and I that that's what made me feel bad for Joel because at the end of the first one, you kind of you do all these horrific acts and you you go, oh, he just lied to to Ellie, you know, this girl that doesn't know any better at the moment, and. It When you're going into the second one, you kind of think you're going to be playing as Joel again. And then you kind of find out that he's a little bit more soft-spoken now. His voice isn't as grisly as the first one was. And the fact that he was the main character and you grew to have such a personal relationship with him over the first game. And to have pretty much his death be a secret until the game came out because I never saw the spoilers that leaked. Right, uh, it was it was meant for that shock value, and I think Naughty Dog themselves and a lot of people have a problem with the writing in this game. I had no problem with Joel's. Yeah,
1: I and also on a on a side note, I guess, um, it was going with all the flashbacks that they do throughout this game. You know, you know, from Ellie and Joel and this whole thing about you know uh, Ellie trying to get Joel to tell tell her exactly what happened and um, everything that went into that. I wasn't a huge fan of the fact that when you get near the end of the game and you get to the last of those flashbacks that you kind of find out that she already knew like way before the event of the second game. So I guess unless I was misinterpreting some of the scenes wrong, I was a little thrown off as to why she would still act like she didn't know. And maybe that's just me not quite getting what they were going for, but it seemed like it was set up as like, she already knew they had this big conversation in front of the hospital um, and you know he finally admitted to it and then if you go back to the beginning of the game it's kind of like she doesn't even know i don't know if that was an oversight or like i said if it's something i totally missed but
2: yeah i don't know i didn't i didn't i didn't take it that way honestly i, okay. I, I kind of yeah that was i mean i mean maybe i mean that could be you know i'm, I'm excited to play it again um mm-hmm. uh because you know when i when i play a game i like guess and i kind of did it with the first one too i i kind of barrel through because i just i just want the story i don't, I don't want to do any of that you know I, i'm not big in exploring the first time around I, I just it to me the first the first play of this game is like watching the, it's like watching a movie you know i'm just playing the story i'm not ex, i'm not doing too much um so I, i'm curious again now seeing now having you know it's basically like you know it's like watching the sixth sense basically now that you know how it ends you know let's go back and see and and kind of see how that how that how they set it up you know mm-hmm. Knowing that so I'm so I'm interested to, to and that's kind of one of those things in that in that realm, like I'm curious to see how they how they set things up like that.
1: And I have to ask too, because when this game came out, uh, I think we all picked it up that day, Friday. Yeah, yeah, and I was putting in some serious time and then like a couple days later, you had said that you were done or I yeah. had seen that you were done. Yeah. How, what was your like hour total when you were done?
2: Oh, Do um, I got a, I got to look. Um, okay. I know, I know that I lost track of a lot of time. Um, <laughs> right. cause I was, I was, uh, you know, I'm working during the week or whatever, but there were, there were three, I think there was two or three nights where my wife went to bed and I said, oh, I'll be up in a minute. And then it was uh two in the morning. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I should probably be done now. Um, right. so I, I blazed through it pretty quick. Um, I, I would guess it was somewhere in the low 20s. Okay. Because um, I,
1: was, I was close to 30 when I was done. So I was just curious, like, if you just go straight through what, what it looks like. Yeah,
2: now. I want to I want to say it, it was probably in the 22 to 24 realm, I, I think.
1: Okay. And um, Barry, Barry, you did the same thing, though, because you put in a solid, what, 18 hours in two days?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the game, I finished at about the 26, 25 hour mark. Yeah. So... We're kind of all different variances of each other. Yeah. Tom went ahead and blazed through it. Craig, you kind of took a little bit more of your time, and I, I was somewhere in the middle, despite putting in 18 hours and two days. <laughs> Which is wild, and I can't believe it. did That's
2: impressive. That. Bravo to you, sir.
0: Bravo. <laughs> it's not something I'm particularly proud of. oh man, own it. Own it. That's <laughs> yours.
2: That's yours. You can keep that forever.
1: I remember when the first one came out, and I had told Barry this, like, I, uh, I didn't actually buy it. I went and got it from Redbox. So nice. I, I beat the first one. I was not as long as the second one, but I beat the first one in about a, a little over a day. So I can feel your pain on that one. My eyes were, they were hurting after I was done with that. Oh, man. Um, what's up next, Barry?
0: So we're going to go now into Ellie's part. Okay. And I know there's going to be a lot of jumping around here. I'm going to try... A, I want us to try to stick by trying to talk about similar themes here. Mm-hmm. Overall, Ellie's part, I was really happy with her three days in Seattle. Uh, the set pieces that Naughty Dog kind of puts throughout both of these characters' lines are very, very dramatic and a lot of fun. I think Abby's does have a. Abby's uh, cinematics were a little, I think, better than Ellie's, but. Uh, one thing i'll admit and i'm not sure if you guys had the same feeling i told craig this in person when ellie Fertz meets the seraphites in either day 2 or 3 mm-hmm. and you start to hear what that whistling is but you have no idea what it is oh yeah when when they when that seraphite put an put an arrow in ellie i jumped because oh, yeah. my whole theater set just cracked yep. and i it was the most stress i had been in a game in a long time Just because games don't usually catch me off guard like that because that whistle sounded like somebody whistling for their dog. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to have to unfortunately kill another 15 dogs in this game (laughs) now. And one thing I'll admit is if you aren't – we already spoiled a lot of the game. But if you're not into dog killing, man, you're going to have a problem with this game. It's going to be hard not to kill the dogs.
2: Man, it was uh... (laughs) – Yeah, those my kids were yelling. My kids kept coming into the to the to, the, to our room because we have this like little front area where all the game systems are, and they kept popping their heads in and they're like, "Dad, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "What do you want to do? I have to. Like, I can't. You know, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to say."
1: <laughs> yeah, and those whistles too. They kind of set up just an overarching constant stress through, for me, at least the yeah. entire game. Anytime I heard that, like, I went into full blown panic mode. And it was just it was a good, good, uh, I guess, little touch to really kind of put you on edge anytime you hear that.
2: Yeah, it was like they kind of like they were like, we'll give you we'll give you the fact that you don't have to make shibs anymore, but we're going to add right. these whistles in. So sorry.
1: <laughs> and I had told Barry, I had told you as well, too, when we've been talking about it, that I'm not a fan of the dogs in this game at all. I hate the idea that they just constantly follow you. And, uh, you know, they did have a little thing the first time you encounter one. That's like you can make a distraction and they'll leave you alone. But that never worked for me. Not yeah. one time. <laughs> they just constantly followed me around the, wherever I was. And it was just it was obnoxious because it's not like you could really just go kill the dog. Because a lot of times the person who had the dog was right behind them. So you had to kind of figure out a way to get around. And a lot of times I ended up just running whenever I saw a dog because I didn't want to deal with it.
0: So, uh we kind of jumped around with our favorite parts of Ellie's section. Now what we are going to do is kind of talk about when we can dive day by day. So the first day Ellie's there, it's the first time that really the last of us becomes this free roaming kind of section part of the game where you're riding on the back of a horse with Dina Mm -hmm. and you are just kind of roaming through Seattle. And it's a very, it's a very beautiful open world section I did find it a little tedious to have to be, you know, oh, I need to now go find gas. Oh, now I need yeah. to find a gas canister to carry yep. that gas. And finding little secrets did make it a little bit worthwhile for me where, you know, you pick up a note and you're like, oh, we should go here next. And then anytime there was a question mark after I was done exploring that area I was currently in, I would immediately go to that area to check it out. Yeah. To see to see what was there.
1: Did you um, did you go into the bank? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. Did you see, like, for me, that was one of the highlights of the game was finding Nathan Drake's ring. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. that or not. That was cool. Yeah, like, that's a little throwback. And, like, the open area section for me, like, that they did that in the uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. They had a section where you were in a Jeep and you are driving around just like you were on this in a horse. And that was my least favorite part of Uncharted Lost Legacy. So as soon as I, this big area opened up, I was not happy. But there was enough stuff in there that I thought was pretty cool. The gas section, you know, getting the gas, whatever. It was kind of tedious, but I mean, you got Nathan's ring there, and then I think that isn't that also the area where you get the uh, going into the music store, correct?
0: Yeah. So the music yeah. store, yeah, is the is the next scene I wanted to touch right. up on. Yep. Because it's a, it's a really nice acoustic version of "Take on Me." And a lot of people have been having a problem with how Ellie's and Dina's relationship, you know, they hook up once in the prologue and then they love each other. You know, they, they would die for each other. The music scene in the store kind of alludes to that. There is a previous interaction with them when Ellie's talking about how she played that song uh, by a fire when they were camping. And then Dina says, you should have kissed me then. Mm-hmm. And... Ellie had no idea, I guess, that Dino was into her like that at the time. But a lot of people had a problem with the fact that Dina feels forced onto Ellie when it's a lot of in this in this instant, it is a it's a telling but not showing, which doesn't work for a lot of people where they tell you that they kind of had previous interactions with each other, but they don't show you, which doesn't do a lot for, you know, them loving each other.
1: Yeah, Um if anything, I think Dina wasn't used enough. And maybe that's just my personal opinion, but I, I felt like she kind of got sidelined. I know she was pregnant and that was kind of a big deal, but
0: I think they could have used her more.
2: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that completely.
0: Yeah, Dina was an interesting character, especially in the synagogue.
1: Right, yep. There's a lot there that I just think, you know, that you could use that and maybe they do um, kind of like an Uncharted Lost Legacy with this and kind of go off onto maybe her side of the story. Cause you know, that's for the end of the game, but I would love to see more from her.
0: Yeah. Next is on to day two, which I feel like there isn't that much to talk about because we're going like, for me, I'm going straight to the hospital scene. Sure. Uh, yeah. This is uh, Ellie is going and trying to kill. I believe the character's name is Nora. Yep. If I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And, Nora's in the hospital, she's de- she's delivering a, a supplies to their home base, and you're fighting, and eventually you both fall into the very infectious section of the hospital where a lot of the clickers and zombie-type creatures are there, and at the end, this is when I kind of feel Ellie was forced into revenge, because Nora's about to hit Ellie with a pipe, Ellie smacks it out of her hand, takes the pipe, and you have the... and. I can't say you have the option because you're forced to continue to press square as many times as they tell you to. Because after the, I think the third hit for me, I was like, I think I'm done. And <laughs> it, the, done. The, well, it, and that's, and that's what kind of makes me feel it was forced is because I don't, I don't need to hit her anymore. She's obviously dead or messed up and the music kind of just loops if you don't press the square button to strike her again so eventually i just went okay i guess i'm hitting her again and i just keep hitting her and hitting her and hitting her until the game finally decides to tell me okay ellie has had enough vengeance for for once
2: (laughs) i I don't know what it says about me that
0: i was just like all right (laughs) just keep doing it (laughs) Well, and I guess it's my gaming mind that's making me think, okay, if I continue to press square, there's going to be some different ending that I get or something different happens to Ellie because Naughty Dog and the way they do storytelling can sometimes just end up being, you know, oh, you don't have to, you know, continue beating this person. You can leave it behind and stop. And I think that says a little bit more about the character of the gamer rather than the character you're playing as. Right. But I... I didn't want to press square that, you know, fourth time because I was waiting for the game to tell me, okay, you're done, you can leave it alone. But instead kept going.
1: I guess I didn't have a problem with it because I had absolute hatred for every single one of them.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I was so <laughs> ready. Take them
2: all, man. Yeah, I had no problems.
1: Right. And even, you know, what we'll get into later with Abby's part, like I don't think there was ever any redeemable arcs for anybody else besides Abby. No, like those other characters, I could not care less about not like any of them. And I don't know if they, it seemed like they wanted you to for some of them, but man, I just, I could care less. And I was glad that they were all dead.
2: Yeah. Even the, even, um, um, uh, what's her name? Um, the pregnant one, um, um, well. No. No. Like I was like I, I yeah yeah I'm like I know that I'm supposed to feel bad right now but I'm like eh, I don't like I'm sorry like I like I'm sorry I just don't like it's you know
0: bye <laughs> Mel I didn't feel bad for just due to how she ends up treating uh kind of Abby later in the game and we yeah. get into that but it was Nora's that Nora's kill that was just kind of like a bit overdone for me and I'm thinking about other sections in that uh, other sections during the first day. Now, did you guys have any opinions based on after you're done the open section of Seattle, your horse dies and then you end up getting captured by the WLF and you uh, and then that kind of whole area where it's you know first the TV uh station where you're going in hoping someone's there but no one is yeah, yeah. and then the school area yeah it's the school area where you kill one of the other accomplices in Joel's death.
2: Yeah. Tom. I, I, I feel like I, I think that was, you know, we, we threw the word tedious around. Um I, I think that there was a lot of I think the game was setting us up to get to the second half, you know, and and I think that it in in parts it took a long time to get there. Um so it's like I think there were cutscenes um that that played into the story. But I feel like a lot of that stuff, like, like again, like the, uh, like, like the TV station, like, I I don't know. It just seemed like if we, if we cut this out, what do we lose? You know? So it's, I I don't know that, that kind of stuff. I I feel like a lot of that beginning kind of first three days in in Seattle. I I think a lot of it wasn't completely necessary.
1: Yeah. I think I would agree with that. Um, I think, I'm gonna to totally blank on his name, but the first one that you kill after you get captured and you kind of break free and you end up stabbing him in the neck. For me, yeah. that was the most that was the most brutal, I thought. Sure. And it really, yeah. it really kind of set it up as like, man, this is uh this is not just normal kills for Ellie. Like she that was very brutal. And and everybody else is brutal as well, how they go. But man, that one was that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> so I and you know, we had talked about how it was kind of being thrown around before the game came out and the people who were playing it for reviews were saying that like oh man i can't play this game for very long i need a break um it's just too intense and they're talking about the violence i that to me was the most brutal scene but even that i never thought was really any more brutal than what we've seen in other video games no
2: i I, I didn't think so yeah Yeah, I, i don't think so
1: they do a lot of you know up close kills like there's a lot of people getting stabbed in the neck and, you know, it's very up close and personal, but again, it's not anything that we've seen, haven't seen in like a call of duty game or something like that. Sure. So. sure.
0: So we talked about the second, uh, the second day with the hospital first day with the TV station and the school now for the third day, which is by far my favorite. Uh, the, the boat section is a little bit annoying, uh, if there's any gripes with it, but that really made up for it when you are in that, cinematic sequence where Ellie's kind of out in the open ocean, the boat Mm -hmm. crashes, you have to swim and you come up on an aquarium, which you have no idea how big of a part of that game is. And, you know, it's, it's the desperation because it was the third day and that section made me feel, Oh, this is it. I'm going to find Abby I'm finally going to get my blood fueled revenge rage over with. I'm ready to, to fully partake in it. And we we get there and you don't find Abby. You find Owen, who Abby is in love with, which is a part of Abby's storyline, and Mel, who's the pregnant asshole. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. But <laughs> you, you end up ki- you end up killing both of them, and I end the dog. That was the most brutal dog killing scene. Yeah, uh, when the dog's attacking them, and Ellie stabs it twice to get it off of her, but. After that, and when Ellie finds out she's killed, you know, a, a pregnant woman, she, I can start to feel why she's having, like, flashbacks for Dina and mm-hmm. tr- and starting to be, become an emotional wreck, even though she's been able to really kind of keep her revenge bloodlust, you know, alive for all three days. And in day three, I think is when you finally meet Jesse. And or you bet you see Jesse again. And for me, Jesse was kind of and I I don't want to call him a bad character, but I didn't care for him because at the end of the third day he dies. Yes, he goes and saves Tommy, but Mm -hmm. uh, if he he only helps out a little bit and I I feel like if you're going to bring a character in, then you should do something to maybe make them feel like, you they're a part of the storyline but he's with you then leaves you and then he comes back and he dies so there i don't feel like there was much to jesse it was just oh it's ellie's sorry it's Dina's ex-boyfriend and the father to the baby and dina jesse Uh,
2: jesse's a red shirt with some lines is basically what he is (laughs) like
1: yeah i didn't i guess i didn't mind him um he definitely has the most meaningless death in the entire game yeah. For sure. <laughs> Man literally opens the door and gets shot in the head. I was um,
2: more upset for the horse than I was for Jesse. <laughs>
1: that's, I yeah, I guess that's true as well. It He was definitely not used. They definitely wanted you to care about him, it seemed like, but yeah. I just, I didn't. There wasn't anything there. There's no redeeming qualities. Uh, you know, uh they kind of make him seem like he was, you know, an asshole. And that's why they broke up. Like Dean and him broke up. So I don't know what else you could do, but there's just nothing there for me to care
2: at all. No, And he comes in, when he comes in at that one scene and he save when he saves, um, was it Ellie? I think he saves Ellie that one part or whatever. It just reminded me of, uh, the end of Billy Madison when Steve Buscemi comes in with the rifle and then he just waves. And it's just like, all right, thanks a lot. I go glad to see you, Thanks for coming by, you know? And then that's it. It's like, all right, bye. Like, I don't know. He just like, he was there and he, he was kind of pointless.
1: And they make that big that big show of him trying to get Ellie to go um, the other way instead of going after Abby. Yeah. And I, to me, I'm just like, I don't know. In that instance, what you would expect out of her? Of course, she's going to go after Abby. It's the whole reason she's in right. Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would she decide? Oh yeah, all of a sudden, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. just going to go home now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah. Kind of tough. Go
2: you know, go home yeah. now. <laughs>
1: So I don't know. I I think it, it almost seemed like they wanted that to be this big emotional point where, you know, oh, it's heartbreaking that, you know, she doesn't care, but it just wasn't there for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, with all of the days talked about, there are multiple flashbacks during this chapter. Do you guys have any flashbacks that you want to point out or any of the uh f- or anything you saw or that meant had meaning to you during those flashbacks?
2: I uh um, anything that has to do with the good, any guitar related flashback, like those, those things. I, I mean, uh, I mean, first of all, as a, as a Pearl Jam fan, um, Joel playing, uh, you know, Future Days being such a big part of that kind of like that was uh, emotionally that wrecked me. Um, and it was funny cause I, I, I saw some things on Twitter about you know well how did Joel? because that song came out and you know was on this album and that came out this year so how did they know and then neil Druckmann actually went through this whole thing like let me tell you how you knew it because pearl jam did this you know live and then this it was really interesting to hear how he kind of broke it down of why joel would know that song but that said Mm -hmm. the fact that they played that song like oh my god it it breaks my heart that was oh, that killed me.
1: (laughs) yeah I think like the scene the flashback that worked best for me is i think the one that uh Barry you had said you wanted to talk about was just the whole museum scene
0: yeah um, yeah.
1: yeah you can take that i think the only the only part the part that really got me was the uh in the spaceship
0: like, yeah that and that's a, that's gonna be a lot of the that's gonna be the one that you know is primarily the big hitter there yeah it's you know it's it's Joel doing a really nice thing for Ellie and you know, making this trying to make him a redeemable character after what he's done, and he's probably trying to redeem himself in a way after what he had done. Because at that point, Ellie had not known about mm-hmm. uh, about what happened at St. Mary's Hospital. I just think with that entire area and scene, you start to you start to get a feel for that something was a little weird with the fact that. Uh, after after you to after you get separated by Joel, there are all these weird, you know. There's a Firefly person who I guess was stuck in there, and started you know calling them liars, and you know everything I did was a lie for them. And it kind of felt like this creepy, eerie thing that I didn't know if they were gonna bring back to. But the the flashbacks are meant to make Joel seem like more a more redeemable character, and I think the main reason too why. You know, her immunity was such a big deal. Is that she was kind of trained through Joel that don't tell anybody about your immunity. People would use this either against you or, you know, try. They would end up trying to find a cure, even though they might not be qualified for it. You know, even more so than uh, who was the only person who was qualified to do it was the doctor in um, the Last of Us One. So I thought the museum scene hit me pretty hard and got and got me, you know, believing in the relationship between the two and why Ellie was so outraged that you know some somebody else killed Joel. Uh, mm-hmm. f- other and than I, that, I also
1: enjoyed the uh, the two little throwaway lines that Joel has that alludes to that he knows what Jurassic Park is. Um, oh yeah, that, that was oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I love the little stuff like that. Nathan's sure. ring and this kind of stuff is just so good like that they took the time to put that in there and obviously you know what they're alluding to even though they don't say it but man that was there was a few um, scene.
2: there was a few uncharted references that I really really kind of love that they put in there
1: okay so there's,
2: a, there's I may have missed a, them. yeah there's a you know when you come down in the um I think it's you' you're you're playing as Abby and you come down in like the uh, the uh, like the, the home Depot kind of store or whatever and uh, hmm. and uh, if you go, there's like a Halloween section and there's a, there's a costume. There's a Nathan Drake costume in there.
1: Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't
2: see that. Yeah. There's like a whole, like a little section where you're looking at Halloween costumes and one of them's an uncharted costume. It's kind of cool. <laughs> um,
0: and I, I, I will say, I think if I'm correct in the last of us Two, there is a Jack and Dexter Easter egg with, um, I'm pretty sure I found a precursor, uh, egg. Okay. While while in Seattle. So it's it's just a it's funny how Naughty Dog can do these like little Easter eggs to remind you of their past games because I I never thought they would go back and or find a a sneaky way to mention, you know, the Jack and Dexter with a precursor egg.
1: Yeah, there was multiple PS threes in houses too I saw with like Uncharted one and two sitting on top. That was kind of cool. I guess that would make sense then for because I always forget how much time has passed since right. the infection. So was, at first, I was like, oh, why wouldn't it be a PS4? And I was like, oh, that makes sense because it yeah. wouldn't have been around.
0: Yeah. So we're ready to talk about Abby's part then. <laughs> Any other closing arguments for Ellie?
1: No, that was my... my The Ellie parts are what work best for me in the entire yeah. game, for sure. Yeah. It's not even close between the two. But <laughs> we, can get, we can get into Abby, I guess. Let me get heated
0: so Uh, we
2: might have have some debate here
0: (laughs) we might (laughs) so i was and i'll admit this i was first very reluctant when they made me take control of abby one because she killed joel and i was in such a blood-fueled rage and i kept thinking to myself oh this is one of those things where they make me take control of the villain. And now I'm going to understand why the villains, the villain and why I got to care for the villain. And I did not want to fall into that trope, but at the end of the three days with Abby, I end up and I'll admit somewhat caring and I'll, I'll admit at the end of day three, uh, I was like, okay, you know, I'm ready to get my revenge again. Let me be Ellie and let me take revenge but you don't get that you you have to play Abby while fighting Ellie in the uh, in the C- in the uh, Seattle theater. But I'll let, uh, we'll go into more of the day by day sections here. So let's hear your guys overall impressions of the Abby playthrough.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I'll yield the floor to you.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I, I get it. You
2: know, you, you, you play the whole first half of the game thinking this is the, this is, this is the villain. This is the, this is the, you know, I'm, I'm coming for her. And then, yep. you know, it's like, well, you know, now you have to play as her. And there is that moment of, but I don't want to, you know, that's yeah. not, you know, I just watched, I just watched her take a golf club to my character's head. I don't want to play as this girl, but I, I love her. Um, <laughs> I really grew to like her a lot. Um, There was some stuff I was, I had an issue with um as far as her story went. But in general, like I grew to really because you do, I think they did a very good job of it, you know, you know, you know, kind of like we just said, it is very easy to to kind of fall into that cliche of, okay, well, now you're gonna let's get now, let's hear the story from the from the villain perspective, and you'll understand why, you know, every every villain is the is the hero of their own story, right? So now you, you're gonna get like, let's see why she did it. And I think it was a very compelling argument. Um, yeah. And I think that the, the juxtaposition of Ellie to Abby is really, really interesting. And, and I really liked that. And I came to kind of, you know, they are, they are, you know, different characters on the same journey. You know, I mean, they're both, you know, the journey that Ellie is on to kill Abby is the journey that Abby has been on for, for years now. You know, like that's, you know, so it's, you're kind of seeing two characters, you know, on the same, you know, th- with the same destiny, you know what I mean? Where they're on the hunt for the, for the person that, that killed their, their father, you know, who, you know, Joel, you know, being the, you know, kind of de facto father in her life, in Ellie's life now. So, you you know, you do have them both kind of on the same journey. I thought that was really interesting. Um, that said everyone in Abby's life sucks.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Like they all suck. 100%. And and Owen and Mel, I know we've talked about this, but Owen and Mel, I kept seeing Owen and Mel. Now, now when when Owen and Mel die in the first half, to me it was very like it was very meh, it was very blah. Um and I think it was a lot more impactful when you're seeing it from Ellie's perspective, obviously because you see what their story is. That said, Owen and Mel to me—if there was no infection—Owen and Mel are like you know YouTube, you know, like uh, stars. Like I, I can't—they were awful. They were just awful. Um, Yep. But I really, like I said, but Abby, like I really grew to love her. I really grew to love playing as her, um, and and the way they kind of dig into her her backstory and her character—I I really liked her a lot. All
1: right. Um. Strictly from sticking to a gameplay element first, I had a little bit of an issue with the fact that um, Ellie can stealth kill people quicker than Abby can. And as far as I'm concerned, it should be the other way around because Abby is like four times the size of Ellie. So just strictly from that point of view... I had a little bit of a problem with that, that it shouldn't take me that long to strangle somebody out. If Ellie can do it in 10 seconds.
2: Right. And she's Um, military trained and she's got, you know, military training. Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So I had a, I had an issue with that. And part of it too, is I had done the upgrade tree for Ellie where she had the fast stealth kill. So I was so used to that. And then to go back to Abby and be like, man, this is taking forever. Anytime I try to stealth kill somebody, I'm getting spotted by somebody else. It was just a little irritating to me. Um, I did not want to play with her as well just because of how much hatred I had for her. And I do think they do do a good job of giving you the reasons why she hated Joel. And it makes sense. Um, obviously, you know, he's responsible for the death of her dad and it's the same thing that Ellie's going through with Joel's death. So I see her point of view. I don't necessarily just hate her. I just think that her section went on too long almost to the point where I think she's almost the, the main star of this game, where I think it should be the other way around. It should be Ellie. There's a lot of Ellie in this game. I just felt like the whole middle section is Abby. Yeah. All of it. And I just felt like it went on too long. But as far as Owen and Abby's relationship goes, I hated it. Um, I It didn't make sense to me. No, And I do want to throw out there had discussions with other people about this. Um my biggest gripe is going to be the fact that they set up Abby as this, you know, she's the most powerful person in the the wolf's group. She has the most training, she's the most dominant, and then we kind of get this throwaway scene where she becomes the submissive end of a sex scene and it was just it's, I don't know for me it was just kind of like I in my mind, it I guess it wouldn't have played out that way. And it just felt weird that they were arguing. And then two seconds later, we had this weird sex scene where he's kind of throwing her around. Um, I don't know. For me, that, that was just like, Oh, okay. That, <laughs> was what the, we're do- that was the
2: absolute worst scene in the game. It was, <laughs> it was, absolutely, was terrible. there was no point. And it. it was stupid. <laughs> it was, it was uncomfortable. Like it, yep. there was nothing good about it. Nothing good about it.
1: Right. I don't know. I just, there's something about owen and uh you know his face just bothered me um he just seems like a whining baby the entire it's just the worst um but yeah that those are my main gripes i just felt like it went on a little too long I, i will say by the end of the game um i did come around on abby uh the point where you're in the movie theater at the end of the third day and you have to control her and and kind of just completely beat the shit out of ellie oh, um that was the point when i just came running into the room and i was like i hate this game this game's terrible <laughs> i don't want anything to do with it but it, it did come around um and obviously we'll get to the ending but yeah i i don't know i'm, I'm just up in the air on that whole middle section it's not that i hated playing it i just think that it, it, they could have cut out some stuff and and kind of condensed it a little bit what do you think barry
0: yeah, so with with Abby's part, the first day for me was very, you know, it's action oriented. You know, you're leaving the, the the base of operations, you get attacked by seraphites and then you're on the run for for most of the rest of it. I did have a problem with that flashback as well, the one where uh it you know, Owen Owen and Abby are of, you know, having that quick sex, but it was I do admit it was weird just because like, you know, oh, they're fighting, they're fighting. And I don't know why in so many movies after and it's done in movies, too, where after a heated argument, Mm -hmm. you know, love takes over for whatever reason. (laughs) That's never happened with me, at least. (laughs) Um, But things I did like about her section was uh, the hospital scene, which I know, Craig, you and I talked about the the boss battle in the hospital is a lot of fun
1: i was Uh, legitimately terrified playing that section like terrified i didn't want to go forward because i was too scared
0: (laughs) it has a lot of uh resident evil you know vibes to it the the like i knew something creepy was gonna go at was gonna happen at the in that parking garage area but I'm just glad it didn't scare me to the point where I was like, oh, nope, I'm done with the game. I'm <laughs> glad, like, hey, uh, they kind of willed that out a little bit slower than, you know, a jump scare. Right. But um, then the other thing I liked, and I guess it's kind of a love hate thing with this, I really liked Levin Yara's little storyline. You get to know this two of the Seraphites very well in Levin Yara, they come from the Seraphites. You get to learn more about their religion, why they're doing what they're doing. And the part I hate about it though, is that entire day you spend getting, you spend the entire second day getting medicine for Yara just for the third day she dies. Yep. Uh, It, that felt pointless. And I can't remember the game. And I know I've talked about it before where i i i don't like that where it's oh you know what it was it was our review of the la, uh the last jedi for star wars okay. where finn goes to this planet to uh you know goes goes to a casino planet to get this pin thing and the guy ends up betraying them i just i don't like sequences where the payoff is nothing the That's like literally Literally, you could have just let Yara die, and nothing would have changed. I, I think for the most part, nothing would have changed. The WLF leader does get shot by Yara, but then Yara gets lit up, like, brutally. <laughs> uh, but the, the whole thing with Lev, and I think this game does have something to say about kind of gender identity, mm-hmm. where Lev's real name is Lily, and... Lev's mother gets so angry at Lev because Lev's mother is such a devoted follower of that faith. I'm not sure what the faith, what this faith is called in this game. I think game. we
1: know what they're aiming for, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. But dude. the mother gets so angry uh, that Lev, uh, Lev accidentally kills her. He doesn't mean to, but it's, it, you know, it's it's got something to say, and... If that's the part that kind of made me feel not as angry at Abby, because Abby, Abby knows she's done all these horrible things. She knows that she's this angry person that's you know that's done a lot of wrong, and she feels like the only way to be you know make make up for that wrong is to help these these two kids. That's why even when Lev asks her, you know, hey, why didn't you help us? You know, she just goes, it was. It was the right thing. I had to do it. She mentions that to Yara that, you know, that she had to save them. And I guess it was for, for Abby's own sanity.
1: Right. Yeah. I really liked Yara and Lev's, you know, I guess you call it a side story. I think it was, it was done wonderfully. It was written well. Um, the emotion was there. I cared about the two of them quite a bit, especially Lev. Cause you know, Yara does get kind of thrown out there. Yeah. Um, I do think, even though you do spend all that time getting the medicine and she does end up dying, I still think it's a necessary thing because it, you know, without her, they, you know, uh, Abby wouldn't have known how to get to their Island or how to sneak in there or any of that stuff. Sure, um, I did have written, I did have written down that. Um, I was kind of disappointed that Isaac just kind of became a throwaway, if you will, because they set him up to be just, just the most brutal person. You know, they have that torture scene when you first meet him. And then they just kind of throw him away. I, I didn't even think he was dead. Um, so I just, you know, he, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. So I, I I have some thoughts on that. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious because yeah. um, so so the actor that they got to play Isaac is Jeffrey Wright, who, who's a who's a big deal and one of my favorite actors. And it seems mm-hmm. like such a small role. To bring in such a big name for. Um, right. So, so, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, an Oscar nominee. I mean, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a good, 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 uh, a big name. Um, so, so my, that was kind of the thing. I I think that's on purpose. The, the wasn't sure if Isaac's dead or not. Um, because my personal, my personal opinion, again, and I'm basing this on absolutely nothing. Um, (laughs) but I think that if we see a return to this series, that that's that that's what that return is going to look like. I I think okay. Abby I think Abby and Lev are the new stars of this series. I, I think the Ellie story is wrapped up, and I think that if we see a Last of Us three, that we're going to see we're going to see Abby and Lev, and we're going to see some sort of you know because now I mean that whole you know the wolves are I mean she's she's out you know I mean she's right. so the wolves hater you know Sarah everybody they're they're they've they're they're against the world now right so. So I feel like, you know, if we see a return to that series, that's what it's going to look like. It's going to be Abby and Lev, you know, against, against the world. And, and in that sense, we may see the return of Isaac. That, that's how I felt about it anyway. I mean, again, I'm basing that on, on, you know, what could make sense to, in a return. And that's kind of, that was my thought was, you know, perhaps not seeing him, not seeing him actually dead, you know, could be, could be where we, where we go next
1: okay yeah that would make sense because he's not in it very much maybe 10 minutes total
2: right yeah exactly so why do you bring in why do you bring in a guy like that to to voice a character that you're gonna that is that is silly you know I mean, unless he was just on right. you know maybe, maybe he was in the neighborhood and he had nothing else to do I don't know but uh but it seems like there there's something there Okay.
0: Now, two things with just that I wanted to mention with with Abby's thing, with Abby's thing and I know I mentioned it to Craig uh, when we talked about it, but I think my favorite scene with her is the escape from Haven uh, when you're riding on horseback and you're going oh, through man. like, I've never felt like I was in the middle of a war like I have there. Yeah. Like the fire, everybody's like yelling at each other and none of them are aiming at you, which in a lot of games you know, you enter a scene and it's like you have a, you know, you have fireworks going off behind you going hey, the main character that the player is playing is here, shoot me. Uh, you, you know, you could you could stealth through that entire scene or you can go around, you know, and start killing everybody. Uh, I just wanted to get out because in, like in Last of Us fashion, I didn't have enough resources sure. to fight, you know, not only the Seraphites, but the WLF. And the, the fight scene with the bigger, stronger farmer guy uh, is, I think, done really well. And I, I just – the escape felt like a huge stress reliever only to fall into more stress when Abby returns to the aquarium. right And then on top of that too – and I mentioned to Craig before we got on the podcast that I noticed that Jeffrey Wright was the voice of Isaac Dixon – and I think I, I think a lot of the reason for that, and he doesn't get a lot of screen time as well, and I mentioned more movies here because a lot of Naughty Dog's game have been compared to movies. But move, I'm not sure if you've seen these movies, but the Murder on Orient Express and uh, something about the night at the El Royale, like mm-hmm. you you get these big characters and then they die off really quickly because it costs a lot for them. And I think because uh, because that actor is such a well-known actor, it probably costs a lot to have him voice lines. It could just be something where, you know, he doesn't voice a lot of lines because he's very, um, he's very expensive to have to voice lines. So, you, you know, you, you get him acclimated with the cast or the player. The player knows who he is. And then when that turn comes, when... Uh, uh when isaac just goes ahead and goes okay you know abby you're you've been blacklisted now you're gonna die kind of makes that turn a little bit more believable due to the fact that he's such a horrible person and sure. uh f- torturing all of the seraphites so okay. that th- that's just my two thoughts on that whole uh you know isaac dixon as a character he definitely is somebody who could return if there is a last of us three i don't know just for me i don't need it uh if- <laughs> We didn't. Uh, in a lot of ways, we didn't need a Last of Us two, right. and I think that, it, I, And I think that, primarily, this is on Sony's part. You know, when anything makes money now, instead of trying to come up with a risky new IP, sequels are always something that's going to sell and sell and sell, regardless of how actually good it is. I guess, and maybe that's why they left. You know, this one as open as they did.
1: Yeah i I had said that before that. I didn't never thought that when they first announced last of us two, I never thought we needed another one. I thought the first one wrapped up pretty well, but yeah. I'm glad they made it. And I had mentioned, you know, on our last podcast, we did Barry that this is it, it firmly secured itself as a top 10 games of all time for me. And I'm glad they made it, but they could have very well left it and moved on to something else, you know, hopefully not another uncharted. Cause I am hoping that they're done with that series as well. <laughs> um, but, they've just have such a track record of whatever they make. They're going to put the time and effort to make sure that it's something you end up caring about. Um, So even if they were to say that they're making a third one, I'll be in because I trust that it's going to be a well-made
0: game. It's not going to be rushed. so, uh, I was just going to say, with that, we now end of we're now at the end of Abby's part, which we didn't. I guess we didn't talk a lot about the flashbacks because the flashbacks don't mean as much to me as Ellie's did. Uh, I guess really the only thing uh, that I want to mention from Abby's flashback section is the fact that uh, you kind of get this Easter egg that before the fireflies, before the surgery on Ellie, do any of you remember the lady's name? Uh, the leader of the Fireflies that they were trying to get Oh, Ellie to. Mar- Marlene. Marlene? Yeah, Marlene. Marlene, okay. Yeah. So Mar- Marlene, you know, tells the doctor and tries to convince him, you know, hey, you know, if you can't do it without killing the girl, we shouldn't do this because yeah. she's probably afraid of what Joel would do and, you know, Joel ends up doing the worst and she comes out with this question to Abby's father and goes, you know, if it were Abby, would you do it? And I think for that exact reason, there's a reason Abby's father does not answer that question. There's a reason Abby goes into the room and, you know, gives him his food at that point. It's the fact that, you know, I think Abby's dad would have done the exact same thing. And I think a lot of people, you know, would have as well, especially with a world so decrepit and selfish and when there really is nothing in this world to have and to long for, you know, you, you, you want to fight for what you, so even though it might be selfish, what you love. So sure. I think that, that has a lot to do with the, uh, with the fact that Abby's father never answers that question and that Abby has to tell him, Oh, I'd want you to do the surgery on me. And then her father, her father just kind of nods like, yeah,
1: so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, her father wasn't the greatest of people either. But then again, neither was Joel. So, Right. <laughs> Nobody is good in this game, except maybe Lou. Maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next, we're going to talk about the epilogue section. We seem to be doing really good on time here. Yeah. We seem right where, about where we expected. The epilogue section, um, we'll start off, I guess, and there shouldn't be a lot to say, but with the whole... Family life, I guess, section of the epilogue where uh, it seems – oh, and this is what we should mention. At the end of the Seattle scene of day three of Seattle, Ellie – you are in control of Abby and Ellie are fighting each other. At the end of it, Abby's winning the fight uh, until Dina comes in and starts to turn the favor. But then Abby, of course, with her gigantic arms that I can't even fathom to this day um, – yep takes Dina and be, and, you know, beaten up and, you know, puts a knife to her throat. And then Ellie, you know, in desperation goes, Oh, Dina's pregnant. And Abby goes, good. And (laughs) goes about to kill her before, before Lev is like, Abby, like, you know, slow your roll there, Abby, you know, you don't want to do this because Ellie just did and Ellie did Abby a favor. So I feel like they, you know, trade one woman you hate in Mel for, you know, the, the one that uh, Dina, the one that Ellie loves. And the last words that Abby says to Ellie before she walks out of the theater with Lev is that if I ever see you again, or uh, no, I think it's, I better not see you again. I think that's how they end it. And then you're in the scene where Dina has this farm that she mentions previously in the game. It's kind of like a dreamlike area where you're in the future, Dina's had the kid, and you do live on this and you're on this farm and you're doing farm tasks. It's not a very long section, depending on how much time you spend there. I did take a couple photos. That was a really pretty uh, mountain skyline. I have to give it that. <laughs> but uh, any thoughts before I keep rambling on about this section? So
1: the uh, when it cuts to the scene at the farm, this has all the makings of the ending of a Naughty Dog game. Yeah. And my first initial reaction was. I swear to God, if this is how you end the game, <laughs> I am done with Naughty Dog because this is a horrible ending. So, because I honestly 100% thought it was over. I thought yeah. that's just, you just going to tell her, don't ever let me see you again. And that's it. Um, and, you know, you're going to get your wrap up there with the happy ending or somewhat happy ending. I'm glad it didn't end that way. Um, as far as that, this whole section though, it was a take it or leave it for me. There's some stuff in there. It was kind of cool, but I it's whatever i don't know how you feel about it tom but
2: i i the, the thing that i thought was i mean obviously the most important and i thought I the best the most well done is is just the way they kind of portray this as because you do you do get that sense of like okay this is the storybook ending you know she's got the girl she's got the kid she's got you know this life that that you know you know joel probably wanted for her you know and and, yep. and you see that but then you then you realize like you know even though she has this, she's still struggling. And, and, and the way that they kind of portray that, like, you know, the PTSD that she has from, from seeing Joel murdered is, is, is still strong and, and still there. And, and, you know, so, so even though she has this life, you know, there's, there's still that, you know, that, that part in the back of her head that, that hasn't been able to get over that and won't. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, that, you know, like, okay, this is not where, you know, she can't, you know, she can't go past this. She can't just let it go.
1: Yep. What do you think, Barry?
0: So for me, in this for me in this part, I did think it was the end as well, but. You know, she has this PTSD moment and, you know, Tommy, who is in the end is a dick now, you know, reminding reminding her that, hey, you know, you have to do this because I can't, you know, you have to win that gets revenge for Joel. And I think that's a lot of the reason too why she does go out. And I kept I kept waiting for the scene where there was a reason for Ellie to go back and go after Abby. I was waiting to, when you wake up in the middle of the night, I was waiting to, after, you know, you're done with that area, you're going to go upstairs and find out that Dina and the kid have been, you know, murdered. And you're going to go, Oh my God, it's Abby, you know, blood fueled rage again. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, but you never get that. And, you know, when Ellie is telling Dina that, you know, she has to go, you know, she has to do this and Dina's crying because, you know, at this point in Ellie's life, Abby is more important than both of them. I was telling myself,, you know, don't do this, Ellie, why are you doing this to yourself?" And I get that the I get the PTSD is haunting her and she's not sleeping well. Uh, but just the fact that, you know, Abby kind of stuck to her part of the deal where, at the, at least at this point in the game, where she never comes back, you know. You play a section after this where Abby clearly doesn't care anymore. You know, she's, she's out looking for whatever the remnants are of the Fireflies. And just in that, you, you know... Um, when when Ellie comes up to the the Santa uh, to the boat in Santa Barbara where Ellie where the rumor is where Abby's been hiding, I'm just like, oh man, you know this this isn't gonna end well. you know, never does the revenge go so far that it ends up being worth it, which I guess in this point I'm correct. but uh, and the, and then it's the end of the farm scene. I guess I that was my feelings on it. It was really nice, it was pretty, and it was you know the storybook ending for a little bit. And, you know, I I kind of felt conflicted that, you know, Ellie doesn't really have to go. This is just pushing Ellie in the direction because why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. It would have been better if she would have stayed. I assumed when she had the scene and told her that she had to go that they were, you know, this was them basically killing off Ellie. Yeah. I didn't think she was going to come back from this at all. Um, it, it just has that feeling, though, like you have everything you need and you're going to give it up. For something that at this point I didn't think really mattered. Um, So I just thought, you know, this is it. We're going to get a a death scene for Ellie and it's not going to be a good ending, which technically we still didn't get a happy ending. But (laughs) and I also thought, you know, once you figure out that you are going after her, I was like, man, here we go. Here comes another 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we're not even close to being done. I thought we were done, but I guess we're not. But I am glad that it wasn't a huge section. It was very to the point um you you do have you know the rattlers um but they're kind of a not an afterthought but not super important they're just kind of there
0: yeah and the the rattler section and you know it's very pretty santa barbara it is a nice kind of switch up from the very northern part of seattle and all Um, the rain exactly and all the rain (laughs) um one thing i one thing i just wish they would have done more of is i loved the fact that the rattlers were these kind of you know enslaver you know slavers group where they were just slaving people out to do work and they they tie up clickers and you if you're good and and if you're silent enough you can go around and set them free and it can cause a part. distraction
2: i love doing that
0: yeah yeah and I just wish they would have done more of that or made more of that sequence because I, it was so rewarding to be able to use them as a distraction and sneak off without really killing anybody if you didn't want to. And the reaction on all of them, you know, is oh gosh, you know, the clickers, you know, the, one of the clickers got loose and then everybody starts gang shooting it before it starts killing people. I, I wanted more of that because that was like a little tease of gameplay that you don't you know that you yeah. get to taste but you never get to indulge in yeah and that could be something they add later that's, you know, and that's
2: uh, yeah that's kind yeah. of what i was saying is, is, is that's you know it's funny because that's you know not to i have basically written the last of us three in my head um and that's that was kind of one of the things i would like to see more because for me in both the first and second game i mean to me the rattlers really they're the like of all the factions that you meet They're kind of the worst people. Um, So yeah, so so you know whether it's whether it's you know all the all the factions that we've met, you know in both games, you know whether it's the whether it's the fireflies, whether it's the wolves, whether it's the seraphites, whoever it is, you know you've got a group of people who who have this belief and that's kind of what guides them, and and these people are just straight terrible people, right? These are just you know, but that we can see that we don't know, you know maybe they do have some kind of, you know, guidelines that they're following. But what we see is these are shitbags who are putting people who are slaving people. You know, like these yep. are not good people who are just, you know, capturing who they can and enslaving them as a workforce. So, so I I would like to see more of them. And I and I hope that if we do go to a three that that that's kind of explored a little bit, because I think that there, there's a lot of there's a lot of ability there to 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 open that up a bit.
1: Yeah, and that, that section also gave me what I thought was the best weapon, which was like that I don't even know what it was, but it was like an automatic type rifle. Oh that yeah. Silence was yeah. fan, fantastic. You. And I would assume too if you did a new game plus you'll probably still have it so you can use it again. But like, yeah, everything gameplay wise in that last section was fantastic. Sure. So if we can get more of that. Give me all of that, even if I do have to play as Abby, I will reluctantly accept that. <laughs>
0: no doubt. <laughs> so you end up going through their compound, and this is where we're going to start getting into, I guess, where the real meat of this—the meat of the ending—is. Yep. Um, you you free the slavers that are down in, that are down in this basement. You find out Abby's not with them. Abby tried to escape. So at that point in my head, I'm like, oh am I going to play as Abby now? Like, and do the escape? Like how far am I going to go? I'd have been so And then pissed. they mentioned that she's probably already.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to play it all over again for another oh, 10 hours. Oh
0: man. Yeah. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's nothing to stop you from thinking that because the game's already made you do it. Yep. Of once before in an even more infuriating way where you have to play another nine, 10 hours of the game. Yep. So you, and I was really, and so Ellie walks, you know, walks out the back of the slaver camp while the slavers are fighting the Rattlers, the gang. And it's this really weird kind of serendipitous scene where everything's silent. You're just kind of walking around. You get far enough to where you see the uh, the Rattlers um, kind of headquarters, I guess, is lit on fire due to, due to war breaking out with them. And you... You walk through these palm trees where there is sand because you're by the beach now, and people are being crucified, pri- yeah. I, in more or less of a way. You know, he he does um, compared to Christ who has both of his nails, uh, sorry, arms nailed to the northwest of a cross, uh, sorry, west east of a cross. Um, these people just have their ha- hands hung, uh, but. I th- I thought it was funny uh, and I guess it's just kind of light of this. I'm looking for I'm looking for Abby. I'm waiting for her to jump out at me as if she somehow already knows that I'm waiting, you know, I'm I'm coming to hunt her down. And you go up and I had this one scene where okay, I'm looking for a fish tail. I'm looking for a braided hair. And there's this one girl with braided hair and I'm like, "Oh, that's not her." I where the heck's the same thing. <laughs> where where the heck's you know uh, Abby? And then you turn around, and then the triangle button comes up. I'm like, that's not her. And then I look, and then the camera pans up. I'm like, oh, you look like shit.
2: <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> she's been through a lot, and I forget how long they say it's been since the time she's been captured to when Ellie's there. It's a couple months though, isn't it? I thought it I. Was
0: I know they said that she had tried to escape, but I did not get a time frame of yeah. what of how long she was, she was in that position for it. Can it, I don't think it could have been long because if she was out there for a couple months, I think she would have already been dead.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean like in general in captivity, because she's obviously smaller than she was. Her arms aren't as big. At least it didn't seem like it.
0: No, her arms are as big. You don't lose those arms. (laughs) Nothing like that.
1: (laughs) On a side note on her arms though, with the amount of, digging around for resources you do in this game i just don't see how it's plausible that she could be in that good of shape i don't i don't know maybe it's just me (laughs) but unless she's just hoarding all the supplements from everybody else which she could have been but man everybody else is struggling to survive
0: and and super skinny and she's just jacked so, uh, you cut Abby down from, uh, from this stick kind of, you know, barely keeping her, you know, that's, she's kind of just like suffering to be alive. She then, she, she just looks before she gets good town and then goes, it's you, oh, it's you, you know? So she recognizes Ellie despite her very horrible condition. And then she literally just cuts Lev down. Like she doesn't know that Ellie is a, like Ellie wants to murder her, uh, in like the, the most horrendous way possible. <laughs> you then both follow each other to two boats on the beach and this is where this is where the definitive uh ending and the discussion starts to yeah. starts to happen abby's pretending like it's nothing and you know she's just trying to save lev you know the right. one person i guess that she still cares about in this world uh, other than finding the last remaining fireflies and she you know she's doing this and then ellie finally says you know Hey, you know, you're not getting out of here. You're going to fight me. And she goes, no, no, I'm not. I don't have time for this. So Ellie pulls her hair back, throws her into the water, and then puts a blade to Lev, goes, you know, you're fighting me. And, you know, he has nothing to do with this. And then Ellie goes, you made him a part of this. Mm -hmm. And then Abby's just kind of shrugs her shoulders, pumps her big man arms up, and goes, okay, let's do this. (laughs) Let's, about to post up. And... (laughs) Um, then that fight scene happens, and I want to know your guys' impressions on that sequence and the fight scene as well. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, this I, is not getting into the ending parts. Yeah, let, right. let me remind just you: fight. Fight. all right, just the fight and uh, the, a little bit before that. Yeah, I, I I
2: think that the the fight itself was. How do I how do I explain this? How I feel about that fight? Um, <laughs> I I think that the story of the fight was more than the fight itself, and I think that that's what made it. That's what I liked about it. Um, the actual gameplay of the fight itself. I mean, really, there wasn't a lot to it, right? I mean, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was just you know some punches and some blocks and some you know you know strafing around here and there. But really, it's not. It, in the realm of of you know fight scenes that we'd seen in the game, there wasn't a whole lot to it. Um, so it kind of I I think it did the job. I think it did what it was supposed to do, which is get you to the the emotional end of, of where that was going. Um, and I I thought it did a good job of it. I, I I liked it.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that at all. I thought it was a good way to kind of wrap it up because obviously Abby was done with all of this at the theater, right? She wrapped it up. She didn't want it. She wasn't even thinking about it anymore. She didn't care about Ellie. She didn't even care that she was there trying to kill her. She was it's it's done. So I like that she was reluctant about it, you know, and she didn't actually act on it until she was forced to. Um, it almost maybe I'm wrong here, but it almost seemed like she really wasn't even trying. Yeah. Because I just don't I don't, I don't see a scenario where Ellie beats Abby just straight up like that sure um it, it, and you know if if she wasn't trying to get out of there and save the kid i almost feel like she would have just kind of given up at that point um mm-hmm. but yeah that's i i enjoyed it it's you know it's a good way I, we, this is a game where you're not going to have a, a big boss battle you just right. don't need that type of game so i thought it was done very well um yeah that it was fine what do you think barry
0: so with with the fight, and I don't have much to say about it that you guys haven't said already, but I do think this is one of like the most brutal fights that I've ever taken part of in a game. Uh, you're Ellie, and you clearly have the advantage by having a knife. And every time you swipe that knife, you know Abby's taking up a boxing stance, covering her head and only leaving her forearms exposed. And every time you press the the strike button, you are making another incision. Into that, and you can, in some ways, if you're dodging, like you can see every time that Ellie hits her, she's wincing, uh yeah. you know, and she's she's continuously getting you know beat up, and it's obvious from the beginning of this fight that Ellie wins. You know, she she brought a knife to a fist fight. Um, you're you know, she was going to win that in 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 almost every scenario in my head that played out, and. We'll start going into the ending now. After you do the whole fight scene, you. Ellie gets the upper hand uh, and she's forcing Abby down into the water where she's going to drown. And th- th- it was pretty brutal. This is. It, it, Abby can hold water, you know, hold her, uh, hold Aaron for a long time despite being, you know, being drowned for so long. Yeah. And as that's happening, I guess the biggest flashback happens you flash back to a meeting with, uh, Joel and Ellie. Ellie, of course, at this point already knows what Joel did, you know, killing all those people in the hospital. And this is after the kind of, this is after the scene where Dina kisses Ellie. So Ellie meets up with Joel and they're just having a conversation about, you know, Joel's like, Oh, Dina would be lucky to have you and all that. And then, Ellie finally goes, you know, you're such an asshole. You know, you... What you did at St. Mary's Hospital, like, my life could have meant something, but you took that away from me. And, you know, Joel thinks about it and goes, well, if I had the chance to do it again, if I had the chance to, you know, do that whole situation again, he would have just done it again. He would have, no matter what would have happened, he would not have let Ellie's life been, uh, you know, been taken there. So... And the last conversation they have, really, before Joel dies is Ellie goes, you know, hey, I want to, you know, I can't forgive you for what you did, but I want the chance or I want to try to forgive you. And then, you know, Joel, tarried face, you know, goes, I'd like that. And then she walks away. That's the last conversation they have before um, you start playing and the prologue happens. And then, you know, during this flashback, Ellie, I guess, finally finds the forgiveness of Abby for what she did to Joel and lets her go. You don't get to, you don't, and I'll stress this, you don't get to choose if you kill her or not. There is no choice in this game. Of Abby, sorry, Ellie backs off. Abby just kind of looks at her like, okay, you're, you're just going to let me go? Gets on a boat and goes away. And I will mention during the entire fight, Ellie gets two of her fingers bitten off, uh, which is probably why this fight is as brutal as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from there, uh, as, far, as far as we know, and based on the ending uh, title screen, it looks like Abby and Lev make it to whatever last of the fireflies there are. Ellie then goes back to the farm where you were playing Life Simulator. And uh, ev- everything's gone. Uh, the house is a bit more in shambles, like no one's been in it. You go in there and no one's in there. Besides your stuff, the The paintings are still in there, and when you go down, your guitar is still in there. Ellie tries to play a couple chords of the song Joel uh, taught her, and she can't because she's missing two of her fingers. And unlike the drummer in Def Leppard, who can just play with one hand, you can't play guitar with two fingers. Correct. Uh, or at least probably not at that probably not in that time period that yeah. that the game uh, that that game has, and she puts down the guitar after realizing she can't playing it. You do a slow pan zoom in of the of the guitar into the window, and you just see Ellie walking out uh, into the field, and then that's all you get. Game over. Credits. Scene. End.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I did really well with this game. Um, emotionally wise. There's a lot of emotional scenes, but her trying to play the guitar oh, man. is what finally it finally broke me because that was just there's such an importance on it, and just seeing her not being able to do it was just kind of like, you know, you deciding that you needed to go back and take care of Abby cost you everything. And even if she were to get to the point where she decides that she's better off on her own anyway, it's just the fact that the one thing she had left that Joel had kind of given her, she can't do. And that was just, it was rough.
0: (laughs) Um, That that one got me for sure. Tom, I (laughs) want to hear your, your opinions on that, on the, on the ending as a whole.
2: Yeah. You know, um, that was the, that, that last flashback, um, crushed me like a lot. Um, yeah. and, and it was, you know, you, you get it. I liked getting the sense cause, cause this is what, this is what I took from it. Right. So you, you're, you know, the beginning of the game, you know, you're set up where the, you know, this fight has happened between, you know, or you know, between Ellie and Joel, because, you know, you, you know you you find out, you know, Ellie kind of knew what was going on, what happened. So she's pissed off and this whole thing happens and she's kind of got that like, you know, angry, rebellious kid thing, you know, her dad stepped in and she's pissed. So there's just all these reasons why they're mad at each other. And, and then Joel dies and you get like, you get this sense that, you know, she's, she's upset and what's driving her is she never got to, you know, that was the last, that was the last thing that they had, you know, this fight, you know, and then you get this flashback and you learn that that's not the case, that it wasn't. That it wasn't that she was angry. That you know, that's the that, that a fight was the last memory that she'll have of, of of Joel. You find that you know she had forgiven him. They had made up, and and what you learn is that what she's lost is is an entire lifetime of being able to have that. You know that now that they've made up you know, this is, this is a family, you know, this is a family that she had an opportunity to have, you know, between Joel and, and, and Dina, you know, and you realize that that's what drove her was, you know, not having, you know, that was what was taken from her, not Joel, the, the, the sense of, you know, this family that I could have, you took that from me, you took a lifetime of, of, of memories and, and, you know, going forward as a, as a unit, you took that away from me. So that kind of getting that sense really, really hit me hard. And it's, it's, yeah, that, you know, we mentioned that line where he says, you know, if I, if I could do it all again, I would do the exact same thing. And it's like, you know, as a, as a dad, you know, you, you know, you, you do things for your kids and, and, you know, you, you keep them out of trouble that they're, you know, you know, and, you know, my kids, you know, I'll, I'll do some, and they'll be like, "Dad, this sucks. Why did you do that? Is the worst. Oh, you're the worst, Dad." And it's like, you know, you do things because it's like, I, I did that for you, and you don't understand it yet, but hopefully one day you will. So, so I got that, you know. As as a dad, I, I you know, hearing that line kind of kind of really got me emotionally, because you do. I mean, that's that's what it is. You know, you protect your kids. You know, you, you protect you know the the people you care about. You know, whether they whether they know it, whether they appreciate it or not. Um, so I, I really loved it. And, and I really loved Ellie kind of just coming to terms with with where she is and, and what happened and, and and kind of letting it go and, and just kind of I, I will say that the one thing I wanted to address about the end a little bit was was that that stab wound that she did get. I was kind of waiting for like a gladiator ending. <laughs> Right? like the, ah, the
0: yeah, you're Aurelius, right. I, you are absolutely
2: right. I was kind of waiting for that a little bit. You know, the Maximus Aurelius. You know, I get my revenge and then and then pass out there and you know get the heroes the hero heroes farewell. You know, Um, mm. but I was kind of happy that that never happened. But I I do get the sense that I I don't know. You know, Ellie comes back and and she's lost everything and but I don't know that if we're if we'll ever see that. I mean that that's just my sense. I don't I don't think we ever see her. Anymore. I, I, I don't know if we ever see her story go any further than that. But if that's where it ends, then that's where it ends. And, and I think that that's, uh, you know, that's fine.
1: Yeah, kind of leaves it up to you, I guess, for now. Sure. To decide if she's going after Dina or if she's just kind of going to go on her own. I could see them doing some sort of i guess DLC or a standalone for her trying to go back and sure. find Dina or they could go they could go the Abbey route like you had said as well yeah. but i would prefer that they kind of let it go yeah as far as that goes i don't need any more from it um as as sad and broken as it seems i prefer her just to be on her own i think
2: yeah cuz yeah, she, she
1: otherwise it's not like i mean she sacrificed everything to go back to kill Abby Even though she didn't kill Abby, and that's just the price that she has to pay. So, what do you think, Barry?
0: So, with 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 the ending, you know it it kind of plays on a lot of the you know regular tropes about how you know the revenge you know is something that just be just eating you up, and then you lose everything from it. Where the story is more about forgiveness on both sides. You know, Abby forgave. Ellie for kind of what she did because she did the same thing to Joel. And I know a lot of, some people have an issue with the ending where they thought it should have been a choice to kill Abby or not. And I guess my biggest gripe for that is I, I would have hated to have a choice in that moment. Um, Not because I would have had trouble making that choice, But it would have been something where, yes, you know, oh, you know, in in that moment you kill Abby, and then what happens? Then you just leave Lev, you know, on there, and I think what Dina was trying to get through to Ellie before she left is, you know, you just have to let it go, or else it'll eat you up inside and you'll die forever. And maybe when when you were fighting. Abby, there, I was thinking to myself, Ellie, you don't want the kill like this. If you want the kill, you want it to be in this glorious fashion where you know, you Spartan kick her, you know, into the, you know, into some bottomless well. And you look at, you look at, you know, Dina and the kid and every, you know, Tommy and, you know, you have your hands up in the air and you're like, yeah, I did it. And everybody gives you a thunderous applause. That wasn't... <laughs> if, if that was the case then hells yeah I would have killed Abby but at the at the end I'm just like Abby spared you and Dina the one that you love in the theater it you know re- she she learned to let go of her revenge she needed to let go of her revenge there as well so uh f- you know, I, I guess that's one of the main problems I have with people saying that the ending should have been a choice. I, I would have hated that. No, I,
2: I, I wouldn't have wanted a choice either. I like that. It, it's kind of like I, I look at it like this. I look at it like if I go to a four-star restaurant, I, I want my meal cooked the way the chef wants me to have it. You know what I mean? I right. don't. I don't. If you go in there, like, hey, I'm going to make you this. You know, forty-eight you know, Dollar Porter House. can you, can, can you make it this way? Can you su- subtract this? Like, give me some catch. No, just make me, make it for me the way you want me to make it. And that's how I, that's how I like, I want I want the game to play out the way that the writers wanted me to, to experience it.
1: Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Naughty talk's never been one for choice anyway, so I don't okay. know why people would expect that out of this. Um, you know, they know how to wrap up a game, the first one and this one. So sure. No issues whatsoever with how they handled it.
0: Yeah, I've I, I hope they leave Ellie's story to be done because I, I think it deserves that not that she deserves that ending, because you know, you know, she's she's definitely one of the more tragic characters that have been written in recent memory.
2: Yeah.
0: But um you know, there's there's no point in going back to I, I don't even need Ellie to find Dina. You no. know. No, Le- 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 you know leave the hypothesis in your head kind of like what you were forced to do at the end of the last of us the original and you know make make up your own ending or whatever makes you happy or whatever makes you know whatever's more realistic and you know o- o- overall and I guess we'll get into the overall impressions of the game uh, you-, you know a lot of a lot of people are giving this game you know 10 out of 10s For me, it's not a 10. I have gripes with the fact that I feel like Ellie should have been more stealthy and fast where I really wish Abby's play style was this brute Hulk that, you know, could bust through anything due to the size of her arms. You know, she, (laughs) she, she mentions in a flashback with, um, with Owen, like, Oh, Hey, you know, I pushed one eighty five today. You know, she's talking about her bench. And you know, that that's alluding to how strong she actually is. And, Sometimes you get that feeling, but I feel like I, I feel like Abby should have been able to, you know, really handle herself in, you know, hand-to-hand combat where Ellie should have been the one. And I, I never got to the upgrade portion where Ellie's kill was this stab, stab, throw the body. You know, if with both of the main stealth kill animations, they're both actually about the same time. They both actually take about the same time, so that might have been my fault in the fact that I didn't get to play Ellie as stealthy as I wanted to. But Ellie more or less showed her stealth in the Abby fight in the Seattle theater. So yeah. uh, that's that's just how I I feel about the ending and I feel about the game. If I were to give it you know a score, which not everybody has to here, you know I, I'd give it a solid nine nine point five because I don't feel like the the two issues I have with the game. Uh, with i just wish their play styles varied a little bit more you know brain down my comfort you know i i kept moving on and kept enjoying the story which is why we play these games
1: yeah i think the first game was almost perfect for me and i think this second one they took everything and fixed things that i had issues with in the first one the stealth is better i think the controls are better um they do a great job of never letting you feel comfortable in this game you're always on edge you finish the section and you may not even get a chance to breathe before something else happens. And it's just like that the whole way through this game, which I appreciated, you know, it did stress me out playing through it. And there was times where I, I would say that like, ah, do I really want to play tonight? Do I want to put myself through that stress? But you know, it's, it's very enjoyable. So they fixed everything that I had problems with in the first one. So it's a solid 10 for me. I don't have any issues um, with the game besides the Abby section being a little too long, honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of a, a agree with you, Craig, a, a lot. I mean, I, I would, I would put it as a ten as well. I mean, it's the first one for me. I mean, it, it, it's definitely become like a one A, one B kind of situation for me. Um, and I think, I, I think the first game for me just has such a uh, emotionally, I'm just so in love with that game. So it's it. But this game, it, again, like you said, like there was a lot that they fixed about the gameplay here. I, I can't say enough. About not having to craft shifts, um, i made be <laughs> so happy to not have to do that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a couple little story points that that I had an issue with, but nothing that I could look at and go, man, that really took away from the game. You know, it, there were parts that like set my anxiety so high in this game that that Skybridge, yeah. I can't. I, I was getting nauseous through that scene because it was just so like, I, I don't like heights. And that was like, man, that, that really kind of took me out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's just, I, I, loved it. I loved the story. I love the characters. Um, you know, the ones that they cared enough to tell you about. Um, I, I, loved seeing the people I didn't like get what, you know, I, I thought that they deserved. Um, So I'm anxious to see if they, if they do go somewhere else with it. I, you know, I, I think that they, I think there's too much money in it not to. Um, So I'd be curious to see. And again, like my, if we get an Abby game in the third one, I would be okay with it. I, as I love Ellie so much and I love Joel so much. um, But I feel like seeing more of Ellie's story at this point, is just pandering. Um, and I think it would be drawn out and I think it would just be a, a kind of a cash grab. So I would like to see a, a further story, whether that story is Abby and Lev taking on, you know, the WLF and, you know, Isaac, who is now coming after her for being a traitor, um, which is my, you know, like I said, that's, that's the game I've written. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I love it. So yeah, I, I'd go 10 on this one as well. Cool
0: all right um other than that you know that ends my portion of the script um do you guys have any other closing thoughts you want to share with the game any specific details that you know thought mattered or any glaring issues that you might have come up come up with
1: um i don't have anything specifically so it's all you tom if you do
0: um no not really i did i did
2: notice that there you know one thing i, I would point out um, and I don't know if you guys ran into any of this too. Um, th- this game was a little glitchy in, 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 I don't know if, if you guys experienced any of that. Um, I don't think so. I had one
1: issue when I was playing with Dina, where she was kind of stuck in one place, but I think that's the only thing I saw.
2: My, my biggest glitch. I, I had a couple, the biggest one. I had to reset the game a couple times to get out of it. Um, and it was with, when I was playing as Abby, her left arm and i, I took a picture I it out to send it to you uh her left arm kind of went like all like like she broke it and it was like <laughs> straight out left and her hand went backwards so like okay. her, her left arm was straight out and her left hand was like pointed backwards and everything she did was like that like it was really <laughs> weird it was really awkward and it was for a while and i was just like wait for a second i was like wait is this part of it? And i was like no there's no way and then at some point her hand vanished and went back to where it should be. So there was this like ghost hand floating where her left hand should be, and just this random arm just like stuck out with no hands on it. It was really weird, and I had to like reset it a couple times to get back to it. But uh, but uh, a buddy of mine had encountered one where uh, in the beginning there's when she was climb when Ellie's going up and down through the elevator shafts. Uh, mm-hmm. She he went through an elevator shaft and it was just black and he fell to his death to through oblivion like there was nothing there and uh and i i saw a couple people online say that they they encountered that one too so i did notice there were a few glitches in there but uh but yeah it was weird
1: yeah i didn't see any of that and i'm playing on you know an older ps4 barry you have a ps4 pro and you didn't have any issues did you
0: no not mo- no not mostly i do admit that this game did like i did have pop in t- texture sometimes where i would be turning a corner and it would still be kind of like a sliver of white space mm. that was nothing before it loaded in right. um but with games always getting bigger and of course this sure, game was yeah. kind of, this game put you know pushes any ps4 even mine to the to the limits of what it can do you know, I I, ex, I expected that. Luckily, it was never to the point of Star Wars: The Fallen uh, Jedi, or the or the Jedi: The Fallen Order, I think, where it was that bad of right. um, glitchiness. But the the you know the Last of Us two, you know, I I didn't really have any problems with glitches and overall enjoyed the game. Yeah, same here. So, uh, with that, I would like to thank you, Tom, for coming on. I, we really appreciate you coming on. You were, uh, you were definitely a different voice that I think we needed to have for this game. Yeah. I appreciate and, it. and I'm <laughs> glad you came on. Yep. And if, um, if anybody else is interested in uh, listening to the podcast or following us, we are on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. We're available on a lot of podcasting platforms, so you'll be able to listen to us no matter what device you have. We really appreciate all of the support you guys have been giving us. And again, thank you for listening, and um, make sure if you have anything we didn't feel like we brought up during the spoiler ca- cast, please email us at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. And if it's a big enough issue, we'll, you know, maybe we'll mention it on the next podcast, and we'll bring Tom back if you guys like him a lot. This is Tom's test, Ron. So if if you guys didn't like him at all, we need to know. So, you know, I can take him off my payroll. That's fine.
2: That's fine. (laughs) I don't want to work here anyway.
1: (laughs) Tom, thank you so much.
0: Absolutely,
2: guys.
1: I appreciate it. It was fun.
0: And to the listeners, we will see you guys next time.